1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. Grab your family, a date, or friends, and get yourself reacquainted with the movies today because the big screen is back. Get your tickets today to see Free Guy and other great blockbusters at MarcusTheaters.com. There's something for everyone at Marcus Theaters. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen. The Rabbi of Rock, Gary Graff, with your music report. Good morning, Gary. Good morning. How are we? Excellent. How you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. Hanging in. Enjoying the summer. Yeah. Made it to Friday. Wisconsin State Fair is going on. We don't have an NBA champion to uh, celebrate here, but we, you know, (laughs) but it's still a nice summer. Maybe a gold medal for uh, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday coming tonight. That's and I think that's going to happen. Yeah. Pretty. Pretty cool couple of weeks for those guys. Oh yeah, yeah, all, all of it's good. I mean, you know, I, I, I enjoy I enjoy the Olympics. It, it has problems, but uh, you know, it's the one time a year we watch a lot of these sports, or one time <laughs> every four years we watch a lot of these sports. So. Right, synchronized diving. I, I don't watch that any other you know, time. No. <laughs> really, that's not part of your weekly uh, viewing regimen. No, but you know, I find myself locked in on it. Oh sure. Doesn't really matter what it is. I don't even watch a lot of beach volleyball in between. So no, nice to see swimming. You know, I I love watching the swim races, but uh, that's only every four years I watch it. Exactly, exactly. So we got one more weekend of that, and uh, in the meantime, lots of lots of music news to cover. Probably the lead story of the week, I think, it comes from the Rolling Stones, and for the first time since 1963, Charlie Watts will not be on the drum chair. Uh, when they're touring this fall, you know, they, when they bring the delayed tour back on the road, they announced this week that he underwent what they're calling an unspecified medical procedure that though it was successful, uh, he needs time to recover. And so he's not going to be doing the show. His quip uh, in the announcement is for once, my timing has been a little off. You know, he's, he's celebrated as having one of the best time, you know, having the best time, of all rock and roll yeah. drummers and keeping the band really locked in, but Who's we won't gonna... be hearing it for the fall, at least not for the beginning of the tour. They've kind of, first of all, they call it, they say it's unlikely, meaning you know that dangles a little bit of hope, and you know the tour is not many dates. I think it's fourteen, and it's stretched out over a couple months. So there is, I suppose, the possibility that towards the end of the tour he can come back. But at least at the beginning, Steve Jordan, who's worked a lot with Keith Richards is going to be drumming for the Rolling Stones. Is and he going to be able to do what Charlie does? Because I've, I've heard that he's unique in a way that he can kind of follow the band and, and adjust to what they're doing instead of usually a band follows the drummer kind of and the beat. He it's does kind it of, and in the Rolling In the Rolling Stones, it's kind of both. You know, they, you know, Charlie Watts certainly lays down the foundation, but that doesn't mean the band, especially Keith Richards and Ronnie Wood, are going to follow him, but he is adept at adjusting yeah. to that. So, and he, he's, he's known particularly for playing behind the beat, which creates that space for things to happen and sometimes magical things to happen. Steve Jordan knows how to do that. He's played with Keith Richards for a number of years. Okay. And he, he knows how to do that. So, you know, the, the individual stones, of course, are, you know, put out all their messages about how much they're going to miss Charlie and how much they appreciate uh, Steve Jordan being available. And, you know, it'll, it'll be a good show. And it'll, it'll 
sound like a Rolling Stones show. It might not look exactly like a Rolling Stones show because you don't have Charlie Watts up there. Right. But, well, you, you know, we'll see what happens. We won't you know? notice anything in the sound? Like, whoa, they missed that. You know, you that. might notice a little because every drummer, of course, has their own flavor and their own way they hit the drums. But Steve Jordan, besides being a master musician, he's a multi-instrumentalist. You know, he's also a student of Charlie Watts. So. Okay. This will get the, you'll get the closest approximation to Charlie Watts as you can imagine. <laughs> we'll see enough. what happens when they hit the road. Yeah, uh, Led Zeppelin becoming Led Zeppelin. The documentary has finally been completed. The uh, director Bernard McMahon uh, celebrated this week, tweeting out messages that you know the film nobody thought would be made has been made. We don't know when it's coming out, but he did he did an awful lot of work to find and restore vintage footage. footage from the beginnings of Led Zeppelin in 1968. I'm not sure how deep the uh, the documentary is going to go in, in their career, but it is going to talk about this meteoric launch that Led Zeppelin had right out of the box, two albums in 1969, and then you know straight on through really to 1975. These guys were nonstop at it. You know, on the road in the studio. He has new interviews with Jimmy Page, Robert Plant, and John Paul Jones, as well as archival interviews with John Bonham. So wow. you know, they can't come too soon, right? Where is that going to be? Uh, we don't know yet. Okay. You know, kind of, kind of, you know, scares on details about the when and the where. Just that it, the what and the what is that it's done. Yeah, it's I'd... become. There hasn't been much on Zeppelin that, like that, really. No, you know, not like, a great deal. You know, the only uh, couple of things Led Zeppelin itself has participated in is the songs remain is the song remains yeah. the same, which was essentially a concert film with some with some footage. Everyone's seen that five hundred times, so we're we're ready for something new. Exactly, exactly. It wouldn't be Friday morning if we didn't talk a little bit about Britney Spears. Sorry for those who get tired of this story. <laughs> But this week, the, the new uh, developments are that her attorney, uh, Matthew Rosengard, has gone to the court in Los Angeles to try to expedite the removal of Jamie Spears, her father's, from the conservatorship. Uh, initially, when he filed the motion on, on July 26th, a hearing was set for September 29th, but now Rosengard uh, filed another motion with the court saying, look, you know, every day you delay, you're giving Jamie Spears a, a chance to further dilute Britney Spears' fortune. That's part of what they're contending here is that he is not necessarily embezzling, but overindulging, you know, his own salary that he's paying uh, people, you know, that they're that they're using to do certain services. He's paying them too much. So the attorney's saying, can't we do it? August 23, or as soon as possible after that date, let's start to make this right. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, of course, you know, and he said that at some point he may file to eliminate the conservatorship altogether, but his first order of business is to get rid of dad. So we'll we'll see how the court rules on that. Okay. We have new Guns N' Roses music this morning. Absurd. And, you know, anything in the Guns N' Roses world can be absurd. Now, you have a song that's called Absurd. <laughs> this, this is actually a song that's been around since they were making, since around 2001, when they were making the Chinese Democracy album. Back then, it was called Silkworms. Uh, they've recently, I guess, done some more, clearly done some work on it. They played it the other night on stage in Boston with Axel introducing it as uh, this song, you know, we, we did a long time ago. I'm not even sure it's fi- finished. Isn't it absurd? Ha, 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 ha. 
and they played it, and now they have a studio version out there. How is it? It's fine. It's a it's a it's a kind of a raging rocker. It doesn't sound a hundred percent finished, really. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I could use some more lyrics, frankly. But we'll see, you know, but okay. it's out there. So, and they're playing it in shows. So, you know, this means, probably means we only have another decade to wait till there's a new Guns N' Roses album. <laughs> exactly. It's, They'll be making it when they're 70. Yep. Uh, a couple of interesting Beatles items going up for auction. So, handwritten song lists, set lists from 1960 and 1963. Uh, the, you know, shows that the group did there. I think one in Germany and one in England. Uh, the first one from 60, they had just changed their name from the Silver Beatles to the Beatles. And uh, you know, one of the shows was in, in England. And uh, one's in Paul McCartney's own handwriting. And they're, they're going up for auction on October 28th. Expected to get anywhere from 150000 to 250000 Wow, okay. So I know you're thinking about my holiday gift, my yeah, birthday and holiday is. gifts this year. So I'm sure that's something you, can, you, you might want to look at for me. <laughs> sure thing, Gary. Thank you very much. Uh, speaking of auctions, Journey guitarist Neil Sean recently auctioned 90 of his guitars and got a cool $4.2 million, uh, for them. Uh, among the top vote, top getters were a Ferrari guitar that sold for $300,000. A 1959 Gibson went for $350,000. Also in the sale uh, was another Les Paul that he played on the Frontiers album uh, Don't Stay, that uh, he played Don't Stop Believing on all those great hits, Stone in Love, from the Frontiers album. That was purchased by Jim Irsay, uh, the owner of the Indianapolis Colts, who's an instrument collector. He has, he has a lot of uh, you know, really great guitars from George Harrison, Elvis Presley, Jerry Garcia. So now he's got a Neil Sean original. Ah, wow. Yeah, I think I saw something on him, yeah. his guitar collection. Yeah, yeah. I'd done a story from a magazine story from a number of years ago. And just cool stuff. And, and he, he, he loves this stuff, so you can't really fault him. You know, he plays it, he displays it, he, he's displayed it for the public. He's had days at the stadium uh, there in Indianapolis where he's just set up the guitar collection and invited the public to come see it. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, COVID kind of uh, working its way through the music world. Uh, the Offspring has parted ways with its drummer, Pete Parada, because he is unable to get a COVID-19 vaccination due to, you know, some medical conditions he had. His personal physicians have advised him not to get the shot right now because of potential side effects. Uh, this is all copacetic. He, he tweeted out or, you know, posted social media messages saying he totally understands, you know, groups got to go on the road at, with as minimal risk as possible, wishes them well. Uh, the group did the same to him. Uh, Fallout Boys can't Fallout Boy canceled a couple of its shows this week during the Hollow Mega Tour. It's doing with Green Day and Weezer. Uh, somebody in the band's crew tested positive, so they had to you know, shut down for a minute. They're expecting to go on, back on tour uh, this coming week. Uh, Weezer, at, at a show in Boston, played uh, one of Fallout Boy's songs, uh, Sugar, We're Going Down, you know, kind of in tribute to the band. And then Shinedown's drummer, Barry Kirch, is going to miss his first dates ever in the history of the band. He had a breakthrough infection, tested positive, even though he's been vaccinated. And his place will be taken by Dustin Steinecke, uh, who's played with 6AM and Bleecker Ridge. So, 
you know, things like this are, I think we're going to see more of this yeah. as, as time goes on, dates being postponed, tours being postponed. It's just going to happen. As we've said this year, this, this summer and into the fall and into the winter is going to be a science experiment for yeah. the live entertainment industry to see what the best practices are and to see how, you know, to see the best way moving forward. Sure. Well, Shinedown is scheduled to be here in a couple of weeks. So. Yeah, so you'll, you'll have a different drummer there. Wow. Okay. Uh, Legion of Sticks fans uh, looking to get the band into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which many feel is overdue. They've started an online petition at change.org demanding that Sticks be at least nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They haven't yet, even though they've been eligible since 1997. So, you know, there's hopes we've seen, you know, as we've seen bands like Journey, the Steve Miller band, you know, of that ilk. Getting into the, getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I guess there's a hope that more of those bands, you know, like Sticks, you know, maybe will be eligible. You know, kind of take the snob factor out of it and and put bands like these that people loved into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, they've they've never even been nominated. nominated? Never appeared on the ballot. Wow. So that's pretty so wild. We'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, we're still a week later. We are still mourning uh, Dusty Hill from ZZ Top. Uh, His wife posted a a lovely note on social media about really their last time together, how he had come off the road not feeling well and was, for physical reasons, was uh, he apparently had chronic bursitis, among other conditions, and was expected to go back into physical therapy for a while and then rejoin ZZ Top for the second leg of its tour starting in September. But, you know, as we know, he passed away. She kind of counters, uh, you know, the band's statement said that he passed away peacefully in his sleep. She said that he had actually kind of woken up and they were talking and then he stopped talking and it passed away. So we still have not heard what the cause of death was. A lot of groups are paying tribute to, to Dusty Hill. Foo Fighters uh, played Tush uh, before it's Lollapalooza show. Uh, Billy Joel last night in Boston at Fenway Park put a bit of Tush, 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 Boy, it's not Fleetwood Mac, it's Easy Top, and so put a bit of Tush into his set. I, uh, I was expecting Foo Fighters to play as Easy Top tune here in town, yeah, but they didn't. Yeah, I guess, I guess you do it once yeah. on, the, on the show right after. And I, then, yeah. you know, but, uh, so, yeah, well, I think we'll, you know, we'll probably hear, hear about more bands uh, paying tribute to him down the line. Um, if you want to, finally, if you want to celebrate Queen's 50th anniversary, they are selling teddy bears. Yes, teddy bears. Uh, you can get a queen teddy bear. It will cost you. It will cost you. I think it's. I think it's something like three hundred twenty-five dollars. And you may ask, why is it that expensive? First of all, yeah, it's you know it's made by the Stein Company. I think it's pronounced uh, Stein or or Steen, a uh, German company that makes designer bears like this. And while you may think that's a lot of money, keep in mind that they're these are collectors' items, and some of their bears over the years have sold at auction for as much as $3.6 million. Wow. So it may not be it's a bad investment. investment. So if you can't get me that Beatles set list. And a queen teddy uh, bear. A queen 50th anniversary yeah, maybe. bear will, will suffice. <laughs> All right. We'll see what we can do about that, Gary. All right. Very good. We'll, we'll talk next week. All right, man. Thanks a lot. Take care. Gary Graff, our music expert.